What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. What's up, everyone, and happy Wednesday. It's Wednesday. The K&B podcast in the house. (laughs) So we're looking at Matthew. Yeah, we're in Matthew chapter 11 today. Kind of just going to share a little bit of what stuck out to us. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was good. And to give you a heads up, usually when we record the podcast, we're in the studio. And if we're at home, we try to have 50% of our children in school or in their room at rest time. Right now, all four are running around. So there's a really good chance we're going to get interrupted. They're busy. They're making dinner and stuff. Eating mud, throwing sticks, building a tent, (laughs) climbing a tree. I don't know. But they're living their best life outside right now. So, Matthew 11. Yeah. It kicks off talking about John the Baptist. Right. And what's interesting is that John the Baptist has already been involved in his ministry, baptizing people. He's called Mm -hmm. the Baptist. um, Speaking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he gets arrested. And so, in this, John's in prison and he has this question that he passes on. I think we want to read verse two and three for us. Sure. When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, "Are you the one who has who was to come, or should we expect someone else?" <laughs> yeah. Sorry, do you want me to read verse four? <laughs> I just think that's so funny. No, it's crazy because yeah. I mean he's he's been he's devoted his entire life to eating weird locusts with honey, wearing camel's hair out in the desert, prophesying about the coming of Savior who's actually part of his family. Right, who he literally knew in utero. Yeah. yeah. It talks about when Mary walked in, the baby within, you know, John's mom leapt. Yeah. Um, he leapt when Jesus walked in the room. And so what's what's good about this, what I'm taking away at least, is that we have so much freedom, like John, to wrestle with our doubts and ask hard questions. And I think, again, the church in the past has kind of suppress that and like don't ask those questions right if Whether you're doubting you're not yeah, yeah. If, if you don't if you doubt you don't believe and so we we know we believe and we know why but there are times there are valid questions that come up right and so i guess one of the ways that we're encouraged is that we should ask those questions but mm-hmm. it's like what source do you go to when you're wrestling with these things sure so maybe that's something to ask yourself too you know it's one thing to kind of feel alone and kind of ostracize and be asking these questions, you know, and looking up YouTube. And it's another thing to go to trusted people in your life. It's in the, you know, maybe, um, maybe a trusted friend, maybe your parents, maybe, um, maybe someone, you know, that's in your family, maybe somebody that's in your church family, maybe it's your pastor. Um, anyway, I think those are just super secure places that we can reach out and say, Hey, I'm struggling here. Can you help me understand? Because that's one thing. I mean, we saw with Timothy too in the life of Jesus, where Jesus um, is faithful to be near us and to walk with us. And um, why sometimes the answers might not look what we want them to look like, um, he's faithful to answer. With Timothy, what do you mean by that? You said with Timothy. Right. Well, because he was, you know, the doubter. With Thomas. You guys? Gotcha. Thomas. <laughs> if you knew where I was going with that, God bless you. Yeah. Doubting Thomas. Doubting Timothy. Doubting, Doubting Thomas. Timothy. With Thomas. Thomas oh, yes. Jesus is faithful. And he shows up and he says, look. Yeah. Look. Feel with your hands. Look. And so, anyway, we're just encouraged with that, with John the Baptist being in jail, mm-hmm. saying like, okay, should we expect somebody else? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm in jail. So if you have questions, don't feel silly. Don't feel bad. 
ask them and go to people you trust that will be honest and and be rooted in scripture right Um, yes so i think now we kind of transition to the middle section this was a real eye-opener jesus has a really harsh word a strong word uh verses 20 through Mm. 24 jesus began to denounce cities in which most of his miracles had been performed because the people did not repent. He says, Woe to you, Chorazon. Woe to you, Bethsaida. If the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, which were wicked places in the Old Testament, and people would have repented long ago and sat cloth and ashes. Hmm. But I tell you, it's going to be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the skies? Hey, Cal. (laughs) Uh, if the miracles that were performed, you had been performed in Sodom, it had been remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on that day of judgment than for you. You want to say hi? We're doing a podcast right now. You want to say hi? Uh, hey. Yeah, say hi right there. Just say, say hi. Dude, just got to say hello. Okay, we're going to keep going. Gal's here. So is Kirby, and so is Winnie. Um, with this... Uh, Hello, I'm Cal Evan Corver, and and mom and dad live in Project, and 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 mom and dad lives in work at Cz's house, and a long time ago, and we watch shows. The end. <laughs> That's good, man. High five. You're podcasting number one on the charts, right there. Can mom and dad keep going? I'll come out and play with you in just a minute, okay? Uh, yeah, go check on the babies. Yeah, go check on the babies. What See what, what, what Quinn's eating, eating out there. Um, what we're saying is that there are these uh, wake-up calls that come, and I think 2020 has been full of them for us. I don't know if you would say the same, but these moments where there's a reality check, you're, human- you're reminded of your humanity, you're honestly not sure what's going to happen tomorrow, and Jesus is telling these people, like, wake up, I've been here. Mm-hmm. Don't you know, you know, Repent and believe. Please follow me. And and people are numb. They're mm-hmm. lukewarm. They're mm-hmm. cold. They're indifferent. And and so in that, I'm just thinking through this year, 2020, right. and how that's been a year of wake up calls. Whether it's been COVID or it's been economic stuff, whether it's been just being stuck at home mm-hmm. and an inability to see people and have community like we've ever known it. Um, there's a lot of different things. And now the elections coming up right around the corner. For me, these have been wake-up calls where I'm trying to evaluate. Mm-hmm. Where do I stand with the Lord? Where do I stand with my family? Where do I stand with my community? And I've actually viewed this as a great gift. Because mm-hmm. I think reevaluating these things is very important. It's when I don't know where I stand with God and I'm just coasting. Do I find myself maybe getting into trouble or just drifting. Sure. And then, I mean, a lot of these things have been triggers for so many people and then we just cope. Yeah. So instead of actually trying to, you know, open ourselves up and say, okay, Lord, um, you know, here's my heart. Uh, help me examine and see um, where you are, where I am. You know, we just kind of will close off and do the opposite actually. And we'll just, and we'll cope. And so it's, what's interesting to me in those verses is actually verse 20. Then Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. Hmm. And so um, in that, I mean, what Jesus is getting at here is, is um, like Clark said, this is, this is good news because I'm reminding you and I'm inviting you into repent. And, um, and if not, then, you know, look at these old Testament cities and, and look what will come essentially. And For so sure. it's really just it's actually God's grace. Exactly. A gracious reminder. And so I'm not sure what these moments have been for you. It doesn't mean they haven't been difficult, 
But you could also see them as a sign of God's grace, just a reminder saying, come to me, come to me, come mm-hmm. to me. And mm-hmm. so it kind of transitions just to the last part. Is there anything yeah. else you wanted to add for the middle section, Bob? Or? Uh, no. Well, I mean, Paul David Tripp calls these mundane moments, he calls them opportunities for grace. So when my children are disobedient, that's an opportunity for grace for mm-hmm. me to get, extend the gospel to them. When I'm, you know, in my last what am I trying to say when I'm um, at the end of your rope at the end of my rope and that's an opportunity for grace Um, you know when work is has been on zoom and now my wi-fi isn't working and that's an opportunity for grace anyway and so that's kind of one of the things that he would say in these moments too where we can examine we can invite the lord in um, and and just see you know lord what what do you want to do here Um, yeah like you said transitioning to the end was what stuck out to me I love how it focuses on the character of God and like he's he's gracious, mm-hmm. he's kind, mm-hmm. he's giving us second chances. He's saying, "Come to me. You're tired. You're weary. I'm gonna give you rest." Right. Um, because mm-hmm. again, we're having these opportunities to repent, to come to him. These these moments of grace. Going, God, I need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So even at the beginning of the chapter, it literally is all over. So opportunities with John the Baptist and his questions and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to come and I'm going to meet you in your questioning opportunities, um, to repent and then opportunities too at the end. And so that's what stuck out to me. Um, opportunities just to step in and lean in and experience more of who God is. And so this is actually verses 28 through 30 in the NIV. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so in this, uh, Jesus is specifically kind of speaking to this like religious spirit a little bit with what the Pharisees have kind of um, made religion, just this yeah. this list of rules and um, kind of... Um, legalistic thing and so he's essentially bringing up this new way and so i want to backtrack just a second because in verse 25 it says at that time jesus said i praise you father lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things and essentially this father of heaven and earth is this huge overarching term um, labeling God as sovereign over everything. Mm-hmm. So there's one invitation to come in and rest because God's sovereign over anything. And now we're in verses 28 and 30, and there's another invitation to rest saying, this isn't about religion. This is about who I am. This is about a relationship. And so the first part that stuck out to me was actually um, verse 29 that says, take my yoke upon you. And so you guys have probably heard about this oxen yoke kind of picture thing. But what's very specific and intentional and sticking out to me today is that Jesus isn't saying, um, come to me, you're weary, Um, go lay down, you don't have to do anything else, you know, yay, freedom. He's saying, no, true freedom is a life yoked next to me mm-hmm. because in my power I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you and I'm gonna give you the strength to keep going but I'm also gonna give you the permission to rest yeah and then the next part and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart I mean even when Jesus called Matthew his call was to follow me his call was to you know love the Lord and to love others it wasn't a call to do X y and Z and then you're gonna go to heaven mm-hmm. it was just a call to live into this way of Jesus, to accept him and to believe and then to live into this way. And so in that, if we do those things, then we, um, we can experience true rest. Yeah. We could, we don't have to worry when we're, uh, when we're burdened and when we're yeah. heavy. Laden. What I like about that picture is there's the, the yoke that's 
created for work. And he's saying in the midst of bearing this, yeah, like you're still going to be involved. You know, right. it might be it might be taking a Sabbath, it might be taking a nap, but it also might be evangelizing to your neighbor and praying and, mm-hmm. and doing these things. And so, um, that that's a good picture. Thanks for bringing that up. Right. So one of those things too, well, like, like we've talked about, that you when you walk with when you take the yoke of the Lord is just scripture, learning the scriptures and doing Bible study like we're doing with you guys. And then even scripture memory too. Kirby girl, come here. So as we wrap up today, we're going to have Kirby just tell you a Bible verse that she's been memorizing. Um, As we are reminded about like God is gentle. He gives rest for the weary. One of the ways that we're reminded is that we're going back to the scriptures and we're trying to read them and read them and meditate and meditate, memorize and memorize. And so we're trying to do that with our kids. And so, Kirby girl, you want to say hi? Hi. And you want to tell everybody what a Bible verse that you've been memorizing? Can I go? Yeah, go for it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He lays me my down on green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He regards me a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow and death, I fear no evil with you are with me, Jesus. Your rod and your staff, you'll comfort me. And you'll pay a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you anoint my head with soil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Way to go, Kirby girl. High five. Thank you for doing that. And so I hope that you're encouraged right now. Um, and I guess a question I'll ask you is if you need reminders that God is gentle, He is there to give us grace, I'm going to encourage you to get the word uh, deeper in your heart, and part of that's memorizing it. So there's opportunities to repent, lean in, into God, into His word. Let's memorize it. And uh, just know that God's gentle, He's gracious, and He wants to give you rest, okay? So God bless you all. Have a fantastic week, and we'll tune in on Friday. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.